The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet's MGM on the BetQL Network. Fourth and final hour here of You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, we're filling in for Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, who will be back tomorrow. We got a first and goal for the Rice Owls here in the first responder bowl at the eight-yard line. Texas State up 7 nothing. Still 7.45 to go in the game. This total was 49.5 points. Texas State, if you haven't watched them, really entertaining team, up-tempo. They run the ball efficiently. They throw it all over the yard. So should be should be a good game. Rice was only three and a half point dogs, though. They're marching down the field. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if they can punch it in with the second and goal upcoming. So Mark and I went through all of the week 17 games in the NFL, gave our thoughts. We just talked about MVP in the NBA with Joel Embiid leading the way. Mark, let's start breaking down these two conferences. Let's start in the Eastern Conference with those Sixers, the Celtics, and the Bucks, And, you know, right now, I mean, that really is like the big three in the Eastern Conference, right? It's kind of been that way for the last couple years. I think what makes it fascinating, though, is this time of year, right, when we get to the postseason, especially, like, and we were talking about this earlier on in the show, like, there are new pieces for each of these teams, right? Philadelphia, obviously, a new mm -hmm. head coach. No more Doc Rivers. I feel like everybody thought that was kind of holding the Sixers back in the postseason these last, you know, four or five years was Doc as head coach. Now it's Nick Nurse who has won a championship, 
and uh, has had some good runs in the playoffs. Milwaukee, obviously, now with Damian Lillard. Boston with Porzingis, with Drew Holiday. They're 14-0 at home this season. So let's start with the top three. Like, of Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, who do you, who do you like the most? And, and who do you like the least of those three teams? Yeah, I think the most is probably Milwaukee. Um, I just feel like from an upside perspective, like if you're going into the market now, like they're, they probably have the most room to grow as they start, you know, they're starting to kind of figure out, you know, how to, you know, utilize Lillard in the offense. And those guys are just kind of learning to play each other. So I think that there's probably the most upside there, like, you know, with the Bucks, at least it'd be the Sixers just because I know, I think from a roster perspective, um, I don't think they're as strong as the other teams. They have Joel Embiid. He can be the big equalizer. But, again, you have to worry about keeping him healthy. They've had challenges in the playoffs before. Can Nick Nurse erase all that? Very well could. But, um, you know, I don't think I've seen enough yet to kind of dive in on them to win the Eastern Conference, especially with the way Boston has been playing and, you know, with Milwaukee there. But I just think when we get into the half-court game and having, you know, Giannis and Lillard, like I think that's going to be a lot for teams to deal with. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see how that works out in the playoffs with Milwaukee. The thing I'm a little concerned about is Chris Middleton has obviously had to take a step back this year, right? His scoring numbers aren't what we've normally seen throughout his career. And he's been playing alongside Drew Holiday for a number of years. And they've known that it's Giannis's team. And then it's a big gap after that, right? And those guys kind of play off Giannis. Giannis is obviously still the guy in Milwaukee, but Dame, he gets mm-hmm. 25 a game. Like, he demands his touches. You know, you got to let him get his shots, get his points. So I think watching kind of that throughout the season, and especially we get to playoff time, is going to be interesting. Because for Milwaukee to get to the finals, for them to win another title, I think Middleton's kind of going to need to be the key, right? Like, you know what Giannis mm-hmm. is going to give you? You know Dame, kind of what he's going to give give you. But so many times in the NBA, like, your stars have to play like stars, but it comes down to that third guy. It comes down to who's going to be that X factor for uh, for the Bucks. You know, for Miami, obviously what led them to the NBA Finals was Butler was great. They had a number of guys, but it was like so many different pieces, right? It was – Bam was kind of the number two, but then it was like it was Vincent or – you know, sometimes it was Kyle Lowry who would step up. It was just a number of different guys. Um, so the Bucks intrigued me. I'm with you on the Sixers. I like their team. Embiid's playing at MVP level once again. I really like Maxi. I worry about the third guy, though, with, with Philly, right? And, like, who's that going to yeah. be? How do you feel about Tobias, Tobias Harris? Like, I've, I've never really been the biggest fan. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think, you know, you'll see flashes, but it's just you don't get the consistency and, you know, and I think that's really the big key there is when you look at these other teams and a championship game, if you're in a seven-game series with Milwaukee, you know, is he really going to impact the game the way you want? We've seen in the past the win, you know, and I talked a little bit about, you know, this with you offline, is when things go south, there's really hasn't been anyone there for the Sixers to kind of like rally the troops, right? Like they don't battle back. Like it just kind of goes south and they – they just kind of like let it play out that way. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, we had this go against this. We'll try again next year. Now, will it be a different dynamic? We can nurse as the coach? Maybe. But, like, Harris has to be more of a, a leader in that sense, right? Like, he has to demand more, um, you know, on the court and, you know, have a bigger presence if they're going to be successful, I feel like. And then Boston, I mean, look, they're 14-0 at home. They're 23-6. and They've been the best team in the East from start to finish. Like, I, I mean, to me, 
they're the team to beat in the East. They're they're the favorites right now to win the uh, the NBA Finals. I think deservingly so. So far, I think they're the best team in the NBA. I mean, we'll see if it stays that way. But what are your thoughts on uh, what are your thoughts on Boston? It seems like you like Milwaukee a little bit more. So what's kind of holding you back on on Boston right now? I just don't know if I trust them. Like I, I just don't mm. know if I trust them. You know, with Missoula, like in that type of series, like in the game, like I, I just need to see more. I know the pieces and everything's, you know, working well now, but, you know, is Porzingis going to be able to stay healthy? That's a question mark, right? If he does, then of course we don't want to just bet on, you know, anticipating injury. And I think, you know, Holiday's been great. So I think I like what they did in the offseason. But, you know, when we get into these series in the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, is that. Tatum Brown is that going to work you know like are they finally going to be able to figure that out and is Missoula going to be able to you know do enough from the sidelines to get the job done you know he was under a microscope last year how's that going to pan out I just feel like there's a little more question marks with Boston getting over the hump as opposed to like we know Giannis can lead that team to where they need to get and we know that Lillard is going to be you know super committed to doing what he needs to do in order to get him there that's why he's there so um I just to me, it's just a little more confidence in Milwaukee than Boston. But Boston, obviously, playing better than anyone else in the NBA. But playoffs a different animal. You know that. And mm-hmm. I just have a little, you know, side a little bit more with the Bucs when I look at these two teams right now. And then outside of those big three, like, who would you put as the next team? Who could be the team that maybe could cause an upset or maybe could make a deep run outside of those three? Is it Miami again for you? You think the Knicks? Is it the Cavs? Are you a believer in Orlando? Like, who would be that next team? Gosh, I want it to be like the Knicks. Like, I, cause I think that'd be great for basketball. Like, if they were, I but I just don't know if they have enough. Like, Brunson's going to be better. You know, they're going to be better in those big spots. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there is one. Like, I really think it, it's, it sounds terrible, but like, I do think it, it's really a two team race still in the East. Like, it's just going to be Milwaukee and Boston, and that's how it's going to go. And, you know, we're including the Sixers in there now because yes, you know, they're number one in net rating and, you know, it beats playing ungodly, but like, I, I don't know. Is that going to continue? I don't know. And it, you know, they haven't shown us anything in the playoffs to where they could make a consistent run to actually win the conference. So that's kind of my challenge there, but you know, you can never count Miami out after watching last year, right? Like how do you count them out? You know, but I, I just think that, you know, big mountains to overcome. And I think there's a big gap between Milwaukee and Boston and the rest of the field. I agree with you. And I agree with what you said about the Knicks, like Madison square garden to me in a playoff environment, like when that built, right. I mean, it's just, it just jumps off to you on the TV. So I I think the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. Brunson was a great pickup, but it just still, there are so many teams in the NBA that feels like they're a piece away. The Knicks are like that ultimate team, right? It's yeah. not there. That's that's exactly right. Orlando's been a great story. I, I don't think anybody takes him seriously, you know, to make a deep run or anything like that. But it's nice to see that after all these years of being terrible, they're starting to hit some draft picks. Paulo is obviously the real deal. So that's what we got in the Eastern Conference. What about over in the West? You know, a lot of the firepower, a lot of the teams that are still high up on the odds boards that, you know, we kind of have cha- championship aspirations for. Lakers are the current nine seed. Warriors are the current 10. Phoenix are the current 11. So, like, of those three teams, which one are you most concerned about? (sighs) 
it might be Phoenix. I mean, the way they're playing, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It just seems like, are they ever going to be able to put it together to be what they're supposed to be, you know, when they put all these pieces together? I think that's that's really the challenge. Um, I think the roster still has holes. You spoke about the bench earlier. That's going to become more prevalent, you know, when they get into the postseason. So that's kind of the team that's like, hey, man, like, you know, am I concerned about them as far as like, hey, you know, will they not make a run in the playoffs? Like if they're healthy, they're going to be able to play with whoever. But I don't think they're going to meet expectations when they put this team together. Right. I'm completely with you. I I want absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing to do with Phoenix. Like, uh, quite frankly, Mark, I'm still surprised that they're like this high, you know, that they're the second team to uh, win the West at plus 400. Like, to me, it should be the Clippers at plus 600, right? With the way they're playing, they're finally healthy. Like, the Harden thing we thought at first was going to be an absolute disaster, but I know they lost two in a row. You know, before that, they won eight straight. So, I think the Clippers should be ahead of Phoenix because you just can't trust Beal to stay healthy when he comes back. Like, is there going to be enough chemistry there? They don't have a bench. I'm totally out on Phoenix. I don't like them well, let uh, me, at all. Let me ask you this question, PJ. So we, we talked about, like, the playoff field and the Clippers, who we thought, you know, are, are playing like, hey, they could contend for the title. Like, if everything goes right and they stay healthy. And, you know, one of the big stories is, you know, Memphis. And, you know, now John Morant's back. And, you know, can they push themselves into the playoffs? You know, is there enough time for them to kind of turn around the 6-16 and 16 start, you know, that they had? If there is a team in that field that Memphis could drop out, like who do you think is most vulnerable to get pushed out of the playoff field? I think it's got to be Houston. That that would be the mm-hmm. team for me, right? But it's crazy. It's like Phoenix is on the outside looking in, right? So Phoenix is going to have to take somebody's spot. So if they take Houston's spot, like who's going to drop? And I, I don't know. I don't know who that team would be. Team. A lot of good teams. I think it would it would be between the Lakers and Golden State. Like if Steph got hurt, Golden State would be in a world of trouble, right? If LeBron right, yeah, got hurt, course. the Lakers the Lakers would be would be in big time trouble. Like Lakers and Golden State are so reliant on those two players that I think if one of them suffer a long term injury, that's where Memphis could look to jump in. Um, because that's what's tough is Phoenix is on the outside looking in too, so they got to take somebody's spot. Memphis is certainly playing jet- better with Ja. Like you just watch him play, and it's just it's a different vibe to him, right? He makes he makes it oh, all yeah. go. He makes everything better. So it's great to have him back. I certainly think that there there's maybe a chance that that they can get hot and uh, and maybe get their way into the playoffs. But man, when you break it down, like it's just tough. Of you're right. Who's gonna be who's gonna be a team that they take us the spot of um because minnesota i mean they're gonna make the playoffs denver oklahoma city sacramento dallas the clippers i guess new orleans right like last year we mm-hmm. saw new orleans get off to a hot start zion didn't get healthy they kind of collapsed towards the end so it would probably be new orleans or houston or the lakers or golden state of Plus, course injuries injury could to, hit uh, new orleans like new orleans a team that struggled with injuries so you can see that kind of happening exactly. but i do think you know it's it's going to be fascinating to watch because, like, we calced it before, you know, the, before Ja came back. And they had to win, like, I, I want to say it was roughly around 61% of their games in order to get to, like, 42 and 40, which got you in the play in last year. Um, but then, you know, and they won just about that amount last year. So it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely possible that they could climb back in. But they're going to have to push someone out. 
They are going to have to push someone out. Yeah, right now they're five games back of Golden State, who holds the current 10 seed in the Western Conference. Are you buying Minnesota? I mean, we see this all the time in the NBA, right? Where, like, a team has a nice young core. Early on in the season, they're the one seed. Maybe they end up being the one seed in the Western Conference. You know, the Kings were kind of that team last year. They were a great story. They were a three seed. But we all, you know, nobody took them seriously. Nobody thought they'd make a deep run in the playoffs. Like, what do you think of this Minnesota team? Is it all about matchups for them? You know, like if they're the one seed and they get like Houston in the 1-8 and then Sacramento wins their series and they get like Sacramento in the semis in the 1-4, like it, it kind of feels like it's all about matchups, right, for them? Yeah, I think that's how it is in the West and that's how it's going to be for a couple of years because we're seeing the kind of the transition, right, from like, hey, the old guard, the LeBrons, the Stephs to – you know, the new guys popping in. We saw Sacramento last year. And now, of course, we have Minnesota, you know, jumping off the page. But I'm a believer in Anthony Edwards. So as long as he's healthy, I'm a believer in the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think we're going to see him ascend as the years go by until he comes into one of those elite players and carries them to where they haven't been. No, I'm completely with you. I love Ant. I love SGA. I think Minnesota, OKC, Sacramento, like you said, they're here to stay. So I'm excited to watch kind of that changing of the guard in the Western Conference that you alluded to. Texas State with the touchdown, they punch it in on third and goal. So they take a 13-7 lead with the extra point pending. High-scoring first quarter, 322 to go. Um, there is a flag on the play, so we have to wait to see what that is. We'll let you know on the other side of the break. But on the other side, we're going to talk some college football playoff. We're going to talk about the big games. We're going to talk Alabama-Michigan in the Rose Bowl, Texas-Washington in the Sugar Bowl. Maybe look at some futures in college basketball as well. P.J. Glasser, Mark uh, Drumheller, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.